Welcome back to the Just As I Am podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Wilson, and today we are going to be talking about a guy who is tiny but mighty. Today we are going to be talking about David. As a Sunday school and a substitute teacher to typically small children, I have learned that the best way to teach children about the Bible is through story. On the last episode, we talked about the one, the only, Samson. Well, today we're going to talk about a Bible story that I know And I hope we have at least all heard of this one. And this is going to be the story about David and Goliath. And if you have not heard this story, just sit tight because we are fixing to go over it. No worries. If you would like to follow along, I'm going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 17. In this story, it is somewhat similar to the last one. And that is because the two main characters or groups of characters in this story are the Israelites and the Philistines. And just as the last time, there's one good team and there's one that's not so good. They have both come to this meeting place and are about to go at it. And that is until this giant, a.k.a. Goliath, comes out. And in the Bible, it tells us that Goliath's height was six cubits and a span. Okay, this translates to, drumroll please, nine feet. Posture for dramatic effect. Goliath was nine feet tall. I honestly don't know of anyone who's even been eight feet tall I know we've had people reach seven feet plus some but I don't I don't think I've known of anybody who's come close to nine feet and if you have you can tell me because I'd love to look that up this guy was huge but not only that his armor was also as impressive as his size his bronze coat of scale armor alone weighed 5,000 shekels, which is about 125 pounds. And the bronze point of his spear shaft, not even the whole thing, but just the point of it, weighed 600 shekels, and that equals to about 15 pounds. This does not even include the rest of his armor's weight. Just two items. And... We're pushing 150. Yeah, about that. After we're given the description of Goliath, we get to see a bit of Mr. Sunshine's personality here. And I am saying Mr. Sunshine sarcastically, okay? 
after he comes out, he starts hollering, and he sounds a bit full of himself. He tells the Israelites for a second after he mocks them, and he gives them an opportunity. He gives them a chance here, okay? He's being Mr. Nice Guy. And he tells them to send a man, and if that man can take Goliath down and take him out, that the Philistines will serve the Israelites. But, and there's a big but here, literally, (laughs) if they cannot find a man who can do that, and Goliath takes their man down and out, they will have to serve the Philistines. Dun, dun, dun. At this point, the Israelites are dismayed and terrified. I would be too if this nine-foot man was saying all this stuff. Not to mention that during this time that they were at their quote-unquote meeting place, that the Philistines kept creeping closer every day for 40 days. See that special number there? We're all about the number 40. And while they were creeping closer in the Bible, after this, we get introduced. After we get introduced to Mr. Giganto, we are introduced to a boy named David. This is where you can start playing that Only a Boy Named David song. David is the baby of his family, okay? He has three older brothers and a father who is on up there in years. David's typical job is tending to sheep, and he does this well. David was also in charge of delivering things to his three older brothers on the battlefield. He's delivering this food to his brothers when he hears Goliath giving another sentiment. He not only hears that, but he hears that whoever can kill him the king has promised great things for. After he hears this, he starts asking questions about who the Philistine's killer is going to be and how can Goliath act this way and defy the armies of the living God. Now, we are starting to climax in our story as David asking these questions. One of his brothers see him and overhears what David is asking. This enrages the brother and causes him to lash out on David. In turn, David is just kind of like, chill out, man. And he continues. He eventually makes it to Saul, who tells him he is just a young boy and there is no way that he can go up against Goliath. David's response is anything but timid or put down. He goes on to tell Saul that he is a shepherd, and as a shepherd, he takes care of his sheep, no matter what. No matter when they are taken down by a lion, a tiger, or a bear. Oh my. David goes after them and rescues the sheep. He takes that predator away and kills it right then and there. This is how he tells Saul that this would be just another day of watching sheep for him. To which Saul responds and says, well, all right, go ahead then. May God be with you. Now, we are at the climax of this story. Saul tries to dress David in armor and give him a big sword. 
David tries to make this work, but there is just no way that it's going to. And he just ends up, you know, taking all that off, giving it back. And he goes off and just picks up five smooth stones and places them in his pocket with his sling. And he goes to approach the Philistine. Remember how I said Goliath seemed full of himself? Well, that does not change here. He sees David, a young, handsome boy, and automatically hates him. Shocked. (laughs) He starts telling David that this may be over in a pinch. And he just starts cursing David with his gods. David, on the other hand, is on it. And I mean, our man David has a response so strong and so sure that, man, you can't help but to feel God's power in this instant. And so the battle begins. Sort of. Goliath is coming for David, and David immediately starts running towards him. He takes out a stone for his sling, winds it up, and shoots for the giant. The stone is a perfect shot, hitting Goliath right in the forehead and takes him down immediately. Can you imagine that? I mean, okay, let's just talk about it for a second. I know head wounds are a very important thing here, but can you imagine the force that must have had to be able to hit him in the head and knock him down? Giant Goliath, giant nine-foot Goliath immediately goes down once David hits him with that stone. And once Goliath hits the ground, David comes, overtakes Goliath's sword. Not even a sword that David had handy, because remember, he couldn't handle whatever armor they were giving him, but takes Goliath's own sword and chops his head off. You can't make this stuff up. And after this happens, what do the Philistines do? They run for the hills. And yet they were still toast. It's either so weird because. Well, I guess it could be funny too. I can't decide on just one. Because when we hear these stories as kids, we always hear, you know, the not so graphic version. We get the moral of the story, but we don't get the whole story, you know. And then you grow up and you hear the whole story. Or you read it. And you either flinch or drop your jaw. I am not kidding when I say I thought that that rock killed him all by itself for the longest. And I'm 27. (laughs) I don't know whether to be embarrassed or what. But life is full of so many giants. And with some of those being bigger than others, we all face them, each one of us every day. Some of our giants may be physical, some may be mental, Or some may be spiritual, and at times we feel like the Israelites. We see our giants so large that they may be and feel weak and spineless or helpless and unable to conquer them. We go through life with a physical disability, maybe, and maybe an impediment of some kind or a financial struggle. The list and types of giants we face every day is endless. 
We feel as if we cannot overtake or overcome our giants, but look at David. David wasn't even in the army. He had no training. He was barely out of childhood. He couldn't even walk in the armor the soldiers wore, but he was willing to fight to protect Israel. He had no business being there and made the decision to go up against Goliath. David was strong and courageous. One of my favorite things. He knew that our God was all-powerful and would be with him in that moment. And boy, was he ever. There may be moments in your life that you have to battle a giant, and it may not be easy. That giant may not come down with just one smooth stone, but what is important is that you are trying. You can do anything through Christ and Christ alone. Giants come, but they fall no matter how or what their size What I'm trying to say here is, I guess, that no matter what you believe, you can be strong and courageous. Actually, scratch that. You are strong and courageous. And I hope you believe that with all your heart, soul, body, and mind, because it's true. I asked some people on Facebook to share a verse or a passage for encouragement. And... Here are some of those that I got. They call this their no fear verse, and it is Colossians 3, 23 through 24. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Another one is Psalm 56, 8. You've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered in your ledger, each egg written in your book. The last one I have for you is Psalm 35. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I want to thank you again so much for sticking with me and listening. If you want to keep up with me, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook is just as I am. Instagram is underscore SN Wilson. And as always, you can check me out and see what I've got going on on my website, justasiam.co. See you next time.